Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5. 30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Oh, a new poll out is not looking good for Joe Biden. Ouch. It's not looking good. And 25 Republican governors sign on a letter of support to Texas Governor Greg Abbott. And of course, as you know, some even offering to bring him razor wire. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Great to have you with us today. This is a um, very, very tense moment in America. I think that if Joe Biden federalizes the National Guard and has them remove razor wire along the southern border, it will be one of the biggest political blunders in American political history. No, we're not going to have a civil war. We're not going to see states secede from the union. But I think Biden is dumb enough that he would probably do that, in which case then the Texas National Guard would be under the control of the commander in chief. And if they start taking down the razor wire and everybody sees it on TV and the, you know, Joe Biden is ordering razor wire to come down along the border. I I think, I think that is going to be one of the dumbest political decisions that he could ever possibly make. And he's just that politically stupid. He might. So Greg Abbott is baiting him to do it. Uh, Kirby's getting asked. You see Kirby dodging it. I think Kirby's a lot more politically savvy than people realize. And I think he knows how politically stupid that would be as well. I mean, you're trying to you're talking about securing the southern border. If the commander in chief federalizes the Texas National Guard and then th- at that point, they're the army technically. And then, you know, tells them, take down this razor wire, tear down this razor wire. That's <laughs> I mean, you talk about this is this is not sending in the, the National Guard to escort black kids into a schoolhouse. That's not what this is. As much as Joy Reid will try to make it out like that, that's not what this is. This is not an Eisenhower moment. This would be one of the biggest political disasters. So I hope he does, just for that reason alone. Uh, joining me now to discuss a brand new poll that's out. He's always always great to have him on the show. Daniel Turner is founder and executive director of Power of the Future and an all-around great guy. Daniel Turner, how are you doing today, buddy? <laughs> It's always good to be on with you, and it's a great way to hit the 5 o'clock hour because now I can be drunk with joy, and then I can be drunk 
period. <laughs> That's very good. Um, well, listen, you got to have goals. You know, you got to have ambitions. <laughs> and uh, but just out of curiosity, what is the Thursday beverage of choice? And congratulations on not doing dry January, by the way. Oh, come on. You know, I mean, I admire people who have goals and you want to get in better shape and all of that. But but as Ben Franklin said, that God, uh, beer or alcohol is one of the proofs that God is real and that he loves us. And so, yeah, I would never... I would never give it up completely. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Uh, tell me about this new poll that came out. It's very troubling for Hispanic voters. I mean, for Joe Biden yeah. among Hispanic voters. Well, this is a poll we did um, it just concluded last week, and it's really just the state of New Mexico. And we did it because, you know, New Mexico is the second largest oil and gas producer in the nation. I don't know if your listeners knew that. Um, uh, it's critically important to our economy, but it's kind of a state that we don't think about all that often and we don't talk about. Um, but for, for what I do for a living, which is fossil fuels, New Mexico is vital. And right off the bat, I'll tell you, we never base our our messaging, our beliefs on polls. Like, this is the truth, and I don't care if the poll says that everyone thinks the sky is green or everyone thinks Leah Thomas is a woman. I don't care what the polls say. The truth is the truth. But we do like to do polling to get a baseline of where people are and what they're understanding. So it was a poll for the state of New Mexico. What are your thoughts on the fossil fuel industry? What are your thoughts on the election in general? Um, And New Mexico is, per capita, the largest uh, Hispanic state in the nation and surprise surprise hispanics are just like the rest of us right i I mean that may surprise a lot of democrat operatives but they care deeply about crime they're worried about the economy and they are completely underwater joe biden is completely underwater with them overwhelming numbers about how much they disapprove of the job he's doing um and, and how much they disapprove of of his handling of the economy 63 to 36 Sixty-three percent of this of the Hispanics we we interviewed disagree or d- disapprove of Joe Biden's numbers. And you know, as we get into the election, and your campaign manager is looking at the the, the soccer mom and the, the the Hispanic, you know, they kind of lump these folks in big categories and think Hispanics are this weird outlier, and we have to target them specifically. Nope. They're just like the rest of us. They, 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 they want jobs. They want financial security. They're tired of paying $4 a dozen for eggs. Um, and they are not big fans of Joe Biden and, and what he's done in these last three years. You know, and I would also think, too, that uh, they're not happy with the invasion of the southern border. I mean, I said this earlier. If a bunch of Italians started coming in, I'm not going to suddenly become open borders you know, just because they're my people. <laughs> You know, the media makes it out to be like that, but that's really not the case. I mean, you have all these Hispanic ranchers down in Texas now who are turning around and saying, yeah, we'll take barbed wire. We'll put it on our private property. Uh, it, it really is is incredibly problematic for Joe Biden that Hispanic yeah. voters do not support open borders because that's clearly what this administration is all about. And another thing, yeah. too, and that and that goes to the law and order issue, which is that when they turn around and see the mess that this is making and they they know that drugs are coming in they see the trafficking that's happening all of those things i mean they collide with family values they collide with law and order it's all playing out right there Rand new mexico is a perfect state for it absolutely and 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 that's very well said and and again as you're trying to build a campaign and you you're trying to get this guy reelected. Well, you've noticed they've dropped the Bidenomics as a talking point, right? I mean, they'll still bring it out every now and then. And yes, the stock market is high, 
And that's great news for the, I think, 15 percent of Americans who have money in the stock market. But for a lot of Americans, again, if you're paying four dollars a dozen for eggs or you're still paying over three dollars a gallon for gas, doesn't really matter how the Dow closed today because that's not your 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 day to day. So you'll see the administration or you'll see his excuse me, his campaign team trying to craft these messages and Bidenomics hasn't worked and, and everybody knows it. New Mexico knows it. And and again it's why my organization exists because energy undergirds everything and making energy expensive for three straight years and no one can deny that energy is more expensive or, or, or cheaper now than it was three years ago. Every, everyone knows that energy is expensive under Joe Biden. But how is that done for the overall economy, right? How, how has that worked for the green agenda? And why should we give this guy four more years of his green agenda? They can't point to air quality being better or water quality being better or, or any other factor that they use to scare us that the world is going to end because of climate change, but but they can point to the fact that life is really, really expensive under Joe Biden. And I wonder how much more patience the American people have for this expensive lifestyle, right, for this cause, the climate cause. How much more expensive does it have to be? How much longer do we have to feel this pain before things go back to, quote, unquote, normal? Hispanics, African-Americans, boring old white Italians like you and I, uh, we all see eye to eye on this. We don't like the expensive life Joe Biden has given us. No, we don't. And and when I read the other day that the Biden administration is considering a ban on liquid natural gas exports, I thought to myself, boy, I mean, this yeah. guy is just so hell bent on destroying America. For example, I mean, a liquid natural gas export outside of Philadelphia would be outstanding for the region. It would it would create yeah. jobs. It would help us beat bad guys around the world. You know, we keep hearing about Putin, what a bad guy he is. He keeps selling his natural gas to France, which is a country we keep hearing that he's going to conquer one day. But France keeps buying it. And all of these other countries around the world, China, Iran, all these other countries, mm-hmm. they're they're happily selling their natural gas. And we're, we have an administration right now that's talking about possibly putting a ban on U.S. liquid natural gas exports. Are we kidding? Yeah. And that's a great point for the wonderful men and women in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania who have a huge senatorial election up this year. Uh, You're an enormous oil, uh, natural gas producer, oil producer, too. But natural gas, you're the second largest natural gas producer after Texas. Um, Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth should ask Bob Casey, what have you done to protect our natural gas exports. And Bob Casey will tell you, I stood up to special interests and I fight so that all Pennsylvanians can have a better tomorrow. That's all crap, right? He can't point to anything he's done, so he's going to give you platitudes. It's the same with my senator here in Virginia, Tim Kaine, who's up for re-election. You look at Tim Kaine's website, it's, I believe in tomorrow and love the children. Well, what the hell does that mean when your number one source of economic development for the state of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the natural gas industry, is under attack? Show me, where do you stand, Bob Casey, with LNG export terminals? Where do you stand on pipelines? Show me some legislation you've authored to protect both of those industries or to advance those industries, and the guy can't. Right. He can't because he's been asleep for the past six years, but he wants to get reelected because it's a very cushy job and he gets to travel around the world and, and, and people clap when he walks in a room. And, 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 you know, who wouldn't want to be a senator if you're Bob Casey? You don't have to actually do anything for the men and women of Pennsylvania. But, you know, 500,000 people 
work in that industry in, 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 in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And those folks and their moms and dads and husbands and wives and kids of voting age have to wonder, do I want to vote for a senator who's going to support this job or do I want to vote for a senator who's just going to rubber stamp the radical green agenda of Joe Biden? Daniel Turner is with me. He is the executive director and the founder of Power of the Future. And uh, it's great to have him on the show today. Joe Biden's in trouble with Hispanic voters in New Mexico, big time. You know, the other big story, too, that's coming out, the United Auto Workers endorsed Joe Biden. Um, Mm -hmm. Sean Fain, who's a complete Marxist, he comes out and he admits that most of his members, (laughs) the the great majority (laughs) of them, are not going to vote for Joe Biden. But the union still backs him. And I think that the Manhattan Institute president said it very, very well when he said, look, you know, you guys bought this endorsement. Let's let's be honest here. The Biden administration paid for this endorsement by giving them billions of dollars in subsidies. But the subsidies aren't working. And we now have more layoffs that are coming out around the EV industry. Um, Ford losing a ton of money. I mean, you know, this this is a disaster (laughs) for the American auto worker. It is. And, And think of the disdain that you have for your members, if that's your attitude. It would honestly be like, I am sure you have to sit down at business meetings with, with the station network owners. And if someone said, hey, look, we're going to run all these uh, Dallas Cowboy and New York Giant ads on Rich's show. And you'd be like, well, but I think my audience really is not going to like it. And they were like, we don't give a damn about your audience. You're like, well, what does that say about the folks who would you even care about the members? Right. It, it, it's so offensive for him to say, yeah, the, the, the union, the, the, the working stiffs, they're going to vote for, for Trump. But I don't care. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to endorse the other guy. How much do you dislike the men and women who are part of your union to have that attitude? Yeah, exactly right. It's like, I know that you guys won't agree with this, but I'm doing it anyway because I don't care about you. <laughs> And I also don't have to work for a living. I'm, the, I'm the, my full time job is the union president. So, yeah. you know, I get to run around and, and take meetings and I don't have to worry about any of you poor schlubs on the assembly line. But I tell yeah. you, this is and, this and, is something that I think is a very big deal around the country. And that is that. And I remember this in 2016, too. You know, I'd walk by job sites and all these union guys. They had Trump stickers on their hats. You know, the 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 union workers outside of the teachers union and outside of the government unions. The workers themselves, whatever their bosses in the union leadership wind up doing, the workers, the actual people in the union, they don't vote for the Democrats, despite the endorsements. It's the same with the cops union, too. No, and and the the, the party officials or the union officials hate them for it. Um, and, and, you know, the, and the media hates them for it. And, and the Democrat operatives hate them for it. There is a genuine disdain for the working men and women. It's why they call it flyover country. It's why comedians make fun of it. It's why Bill Maher always mocks those, those parts of the world, right? They, they call them coastal elites for a reason. They don't care about the men and women who actually get their hands dirty for a living. Um, you know, you should all just be quiet and let us do our job. It's quite frankly the attitude of people like John Kerry with his climate conferences. You know, you should have to turn off your electricity or your gas-powered stove, or you should drive the car I tell you to drive because you're you and I'm John Kerry, and and you don't have the. It's my job to lord power over you. It's my job to lord authority over you. Quite frankly, why in your wonderful city almost 250 years ago, a bunch of guys got together and said, yeah, I think we've had enough of that. Um, and, and, and boy, we need a little bit of that spirit back, especially uh, this November.
I'd be remiss if I did not ask you about what the New Jersey Board of Public Utilities did yesterday, uh, which we knew they were going to do, which was to award two new massive wind turbine projects off the Jersey Shore. Uh, this is this is bad for whales and dolphins, for the region, for tourism, for everybody. And it's also not going to solve our energy needs, period. No, and it's also a bad economic decision because the reason why Orsted, the world's largest offshore wind developer, pulled out of New Jersey is because they said, yeah, this isn't going to work. You know, but but they don't know as as much as elected officials in New Jersey. Right. The businesses, the markets don't. It's the same attitude with the EV mandates, right? People aren't buying them. That's okay. Make them buy them, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the free spirit, right? So, yeah, it's, it's not only a bad decision for, for wildlife and for offshore activities and fishermen uh, and, of course, for lots of whales. Um, it's just a bad economic decision, but none of that matters, right? When you have a political agenda and the climate agenda is political, then your goals are political. They don't have to stand up to the markets. They don't have to stand up to morality or freedom. They just have to win political uh, objectives, and they pat themselves on the back as a result. So, yeah, it will be devastating for Jersey, no doubt, and the entire Eastern Board. But, but they get to feel good about it, Rich, and isn't that important? Well, I want to remind you, though, remember, Daniel Turner, dead whales don't vote. Dead Democrats vote, but not dead whales. So who the hell cares? <laughs> That's an excellent point, and and they vote many many times as well. <laughs> and we get we, and we got to see what happens this November. How many of them show up to the ballot box? So <laughs> we know in Philadelphia, election day is really the true night of Halloween when they all come out. Uh, but nowadays, election season, so it's the season of the witch. You know, lots of fun. Always a pleasure, my friend. Can't wait for you to come back in Philly. We'll grab a drink together, and uh, we will toast to hopefully better days ahead. No doubt about it. Daniel Turner, power of the future. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, Rich. It's the 5 o'clock happy hour on the Rich Zioli Show. Brought to you by the Oceanfront Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. A premier full-service resorting conference center. GrandHotelCapeMay.com Now, this is a interesting story right now. <clears throat> Let me get... Um I'm going to get Henry's opinion on this because I think Henry Machette, my associate producer, may have some thoughts on this. Not to say Matt DeSink that Covidus won't, but I just want to, uh, I'm just curious what Henry thinks about this. So a woman went on a date and this happened in 2018. She goes on a date with this guy, uh, went back to his apartment and everything was going well. Then they started doing bong hits with marijuana. Then she experienced an, an adverse reaction from the marijuana and suffered what is known as cannabis induced psychotic disorder. During that psychotic break, she stabbed the guy like 150 times or something like that, eventually killing him and getting blood all over herself. The next morning, officers arrived to find Omelia in a pool of blood, the woman screaming hysterically while still holding a knife in her hands. As officers tried to disarm her, she plunged the knife into her neck. They used a taser and several baton blows before they were able to finally disarm her. A long serrated bread knife was taken from her hands. The guy was pronounced dead at the scene. Now, today, she was given probation. No prison time in this murder. No prison time, just probation. The judge finding that the marijuana was basically the reason that she had this marijuana-induced psychotic disorder, psychotic moment, 
Uh, and so for that reason, she avoids jail for fatally stabbing a man over 100 times during cannabis psychosis. The father of the victim said the judge has given anyone who smokes marijuana a license to kill after the sentencing. She's she's got probation, two years of probation, 100 hours of community service, and that's it. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, that's pure craziness. What? I, I don't care what kind of psychosis. You stab someone 100 times? Yeah. Probation? Like you didn't get sent <clears throat> to the loony bin? Well, that's the other point, right? It's not even a situation where she's being sent to a mental institution, the loony bin, where she tried to escape and cut herself on razor wire. Yeah. She gets two years probation and then has to do 100 hours of community service for murder. Murder. It's not even like 50 years of probation. You know what I mean? Two years of probation. And the judge basically said, yeah, it wasn't really her fault because of the, of the marijuana. She, she wasn't aware of her actions because they had experts who said this is a cannabis-induced psychotic disorder. Now, I guess my question is, in the old days, if you wanted to kill somebody, you had to hire a hitman, which is a lot of work because you got to go through, you know, is it really a hitman? Is it a cop? You know what I mean? They got payment cash, got to take out cash. You know what I'm saying? Matt DeSantis, it's not easy. <laughs> a good hitman, you know, 10 grand just as a down payment. It's a lot of work. Nowadays, what I would do is if I wanted somebody dead, I'm just going to do a couple bong hits, kill them. <laughs> And claim marijuana-induced psychosis. Well, you can't do it now because you just admitted to it on air, but in theory it would have worked. Well, no, this is the basic instinct thing. Would I be, would I be dumb enough to kill somebody after I just admitted how I'm going to do it on the air? Oh, no. That's a good idea, yeah. Right, so good then... twist. Yeah, it's a good plot <laughs> twist. Another movie I'm making, Basic Instinct 3, where I will be the one doing the flashing. Now. Oh, yeah. Okay, or maybe that's yeah. not. That probably, yeah, oh. not. Yeah, probably not. As no. well. yeah, <laughs> that's not going to do well at the it's box not, that's, office. That, that plot twist is not going <laughs> to no. go well. That won't. It, will Sharon Stone be in the film at all, or is it just you? <clears throat> it's a great question. I don't know. Really my people have not reached out to Miss okay. Stone yet. We just you know came up with the idea, what, eight seconds ago. So we will... <laughs> I didn't know what your creative vision was, though. Yeah, I think we have a new, it's a new generation of, <laughs> of um. You got, you still got to get like Wayne Knight to be in there really sweaty and stuff. Wayne Knight, a hundred percent has to be in it. Even if we have to use that original scene from the movie. Yeah. He, like, you know what I'm saying? Even if we got to like artificially create, recreate it or just use that scene. I don't care. Either way, that scene has to be in the movie. No doubt about it. And Samuel L. Jackson has to be in it as well. Because wasn't he also in the in the scene with Wayne Knight, if I'm not mistaken, in the room when Sha- Sharon Stone does the flashing? Uh, I thought they were in Jurassic Park together, which is a very different oh, maybe, movie. Well, that's true, too. I know that because that's, you know, hold on to your butts. <laughs> didn't say the magic word. But this, I mean, this seems to to me to be the ultimate get out of jail free card. All you got to do is get stoned. And turn around and say it was the marijuana. Who who are these experts that deemed like it was psychosis? And then who is this judge? I, I think that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, where, I, where are these ex? What experts are these on what? It's it, I mean, this, this is it's California, so that tells you something about the judge. That's number one. Number two, the I, the, I mean, you get an expert in anything. A defense attorney can, you know, pay a Didn't fifty you say grand in there. The expert. 
Sure. I mean, I, I'll be an expert on anything in court. I, I'm, I'm an expert on cannabis-induced psychosis, Your Honor. I've written about this. And I actually, it's true. I mean, it is a thing where pot today is a lot stronger than it used to be. And there's, I, I mean, I had dinner sure. with one of our Zioli Army members who is, he works as a forensic psychiatrist. And he told me that night over dinner, I won't use his name, but he said that night over dinner that more and more times he has to go into court on these issues because people get high on pot. It used to be angel dust, PCP, you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. To quote trading places, angel dust, PCP, but now it's pot. So there is this issue where he said there is a rise in violence of people using marijuana, which, you know, I mean, you, you think about the, the notion of it from the 60s and Cheech and Chong and, you know, it was everybody chilling out and eating Doritos. What's that? This makes me think of reefer madness. Yeah. Or what was the movie with um, Chappelle and... Uh, uh, Half-Baked. Half-Baked. Yeah. With um, our buddy Jim Brewer. Yeah. But but now they're saying that the strains of marijuana today are much stronger and they lead to people being psychotic. And I I'm sure it's real that people can change their personality like any other drug. It can have effects. But it also seems to me like based on this sentence, this is a way for people to plan a murder and get get out of it. I read that part of the defense's argument was that she loved her dog. She was obsessed with her dog. And the dog also was fatal, uh, fatally stabbed to death. So, All right. So you got to kill the dog, too. I no, mean, you know, no witnesses. Yeah. You can't you can't afford that. Well, the argument was that it's highly inconsistent with um, with behavior that she's exhibited in the past. It's, I, I don't buy it for the record. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. A hundred times. A hundred times. In stab him yeah. a hundred times. A hundred times, and the next morning woke up or was there when the police got there holding the knife in her hand, crying hysterically. They had a taser for her to drop the knife. They hit her with a baton, too. Yeah. The victim's father said, I think it set an absolute terrible precedent in the state of California where it's okay to kill somebody after you smoke marijuana. Does it set a precedent? I don't know if it does, but it's certainly a case that defense counsels will cite when asking for probation in a case like this. See, that, I mean, the, the other part about this that really bothers me is that she has to do four... The judge, If she violates her probation, she'll have to do four years of prison time. That's it. Four years. So it's... Number one, the probation period is only two years. That's number one. I don't know why it's not for the rest of her life. And then number two... It's if she violates parole, her probation, that she's got to serve four years in prison for the crime of killing this man. Seems to me like it would be, all right, you're on probation for the rest of your life. And by the way, if you break the law, you're going to jail for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? But I'm not saying probation where you get a speeding ticket or something like that. But if you, you know, make the terms of the probation be if you commit a crime, at the very least, it would be you're going to prison for the rest of your life because you're clearly... You're clearly somebody who pulled a con job here, and you're a bad person. You're a murderer. Am I missing something here? No. She was also sent sentenced to 100 hours of community service. If <laughs> an hour, an hour <laughs> that, per stab. Yeah. If that also <laughs> an hour I, per stab. Yeah. Exactly. I, if I'm in Thousand Oaks, I'm not entirely sure I want this woman wandering around my community. I think I'd rather she stay home. Well, that's a good point. Would you want you know? Uh, what, oh, was that the crazy marijuana knife killer? Picking up trash along the highway, I'm good. 
<laughs> you think she'll smoke again? I, I but that's, after the probation, obviously. I, 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 but it's legal in California. Would that be violating her probation? I don't know. Imagine Probably can't not. Be on any drugs during the probation? I mean, like afterwards, like you know, two years down the line. Oh, hundred so percent. She She's going to smoke and probably kill people. Um, one hundred eight stab wounds is a serious crime. There were a bunch of people protesting. The other thing too is that during the community service period, she has to devote most of her time. I kid you not. This is almost like something out of a out of a a, a terrible movie or something. Educating people about the dangers of marijuana. Like, take it from me. I mean, talk about that PSA. Take it from me. You don't want to smoke pot, kids, because you might stab your boyfriend over 100 times and then be on two years of probation. It's just, this is, I mean, this is nuts. This is crazy. I mean, honestly, stories like this, they don't surprise me anymore. We we talked about this before. Like, something like this comes up once a week nowadays. It sort of feels like it, right? Yeah. Cannabis-induced psychotic disorder. Apparently, is a real thing, I guess. But isn't everything a real thing? Uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Like, I mean, if I drink too many Red Bulls, I want to kill somebody. Can I use that as a defense if I kill somebody? Your you, caffeine's a drug. It's a drug. Why not? I don't think it's Schedule One like marijuana, but wow. The other thing I would point out, though, in this case, is that considering how many people use marijuana and don't murder people. Is that really something that, that, that we're going to use as an excuse? And if that's the case, then what does that mean going forward for legalization, recreational use, et cetera, et cetera? Because the, 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 apparently there's 192 million users worldwide. And that was 2016. So imagine how much more that is now today. Mm-hmm. How many of them are killing people? I, I, I still can't imagine a lot. Like, I understand, you know, you tweak a little bit maybe and then you calm down, but like psychosis. And then and then and just a complete get out of jail free card. Yeah. Not even manslaughter. Not even 10 years for manslaughter. I, 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 I could understand a sentence like that. I, I, I might think it's still, a, 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 you know, a get out of jail free card, but at least you'd feel like there was some sense of justice in that. Like, all right, you weren't responsible for your actions, but at the same time, you do have to pay. You took a man's life. So you're going to prison for 10 years for man. I don't know. It just, the, uh, nothing about the scales of justice seem, seem to be uh, even right now in this entire thing. I mean, it's a, it's a horrible case. It's a terrible tragedy. And at the same time, I'm, I'm now entirely thinking who, who I can kill and use as my excuse. I mean, <laughs> because that's the Italian in me, you know? <laughs> what? A vendetta. So, yeah, I got a vendetta with somebody. <laughs> You know, I'll be like, all right, let's finish this the old-fashioned way. Oh, your honor, I was marijuana-induced psychosis. How many people are going to use this as an excuse now? I assume everyone that gets in trouble while on marijuana will use it as an excuse. I just don't know how many other courtrooms are going to to buy uh, buy what they're selling. I hope very few. Well, then, and then again, not even just murder, but what about other things? You got stoned and you uh, uh, stole a car. That's what I was yeah. wondering. Uh, if you were caught driving under the influence could you make the case that you only got behind the wheel of the vehicle because the marijuana basically forced you to have this out of body body inner uh experience but but they also process i mean people who kill people when they're drunk they go to jail mm-hmm. you don't get to turn around and go i was drunk and then therefore you get off uh from 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 murder so 
I, 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 I understand, you know, it's like, and, then, and that dinner I had with that, with that uh, psychiatrist was fascinating. Yeah, Alex Berenson also wrote about this. Marijuana and psychosis. I mean, it is a real thing. It's all drugs are a real thing. But I thought in the old I, I thought we understood as a society, though, that if you use drugs and then you do something, you are held responsible for your actions. There is another part to this story that I'm reading now. So apparently her lawyers argued that she was involuntarily intoxicated, meaning that the guy she was with forced her to do the drugs. Forced her to do the drug. I don't know. I how, I, how does I somebody force you to take a bomb? Like, yeah, that sounds like a dare class thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even as though, like, it, it, there was no physical force to be clear. Their argument is that she felt pressured and intimidated into doing the drugs with But her. she still did the drug. I, it's, it'd be different if the guy slipped her cannabis oil in her drink or something. No, that yeah. Then I think you're 100 percent in the clear. But it, but if you, poisoned. I mean, if you put your hand on the bong and you inhale it and you, then Light you, it. and then you do something, you're responsible for your actions. I thought that was an understood rule in society. So I technically under California law, you are responsible for your actions, provided the intoxicant was not involuntary and in this instance their argument is that it, it was involuntary because she felt because, pressure to do it so yes. then if i say if i drive drunk and kill somebody and i say well i just felt pressure to do shots because everybody was doing shots <laughs> okay yeah that so then doesn't make sense I'm, to I'm, me. i was involuntarily intoxicated so then now i'm off the hook i guess according to this judge in this courtroom this judge is a be. nut this judge i mean it's california so i mean nothing surprised me it's not like this guy would have let manson off but I, I, it, the Manson family members. Well, you know they they were they felt pressure. They were intimidated. They felt the peer pressure. This judge is a lunatic. I, and and it, there's no appeal. I mean that's it. So, wow, unbelievable. All right. Well, we got that going. So that's the latest on that craziness. All right. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. There's going to be a lot of um, reaction to this case. The decision was just handed down today. Um, I, I, I feel terrible for the victim's family. I, I, I just I can't imagine how they'd be feeling right now. And it just seems like society is not getting its pound of flesh here. And I've always said vengeance under the law is a good thing. It's a healthy thing. It, it, it's, it, it's okay. I mean, society is entitled to get its pound of flesh when there's a violent crime committed. And in this case... They're not getting it, I and mean, we're not getting it. Society's not. Certainly, the family's not. The, the you know the, the the dead man's not. But I also think this does set a horrible, horrible precedent here. No question about it. I'm not suggesting that cannabis does not play a role in psychosis or psychotic behavior. What I'm saying though is, if it does, and you do it, and you you have to be held responsible for your actions. I have no doubt that it absolutely, in this day and age, can affect people like that. No doubt. But like anything else, I mean, if I sit home and I just slam shots of bourbon all night and then I, 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 I get on, I get behind a wheel, I'm like, I, I have to be held responsible for my actions because I made the conscious decision to sit there and open a bottle of bourbon. Now, the good news, though, is that when I open a bottle of bourbon, I just sit home and cry. So I don't actually <laughs> go anywhere. But that's a whole other, you know, for another day. This is my career, you know. Uh Jimmy Fallon got his own TV show, and I'm <laughs> and I'm sitting here, still just in Philly. You know what I mean? So well, that host is naturally syndicated. You know. That's, anyway, so and I, and I don't go anywhere. You know, it's just that. 
I just uh, I just turn around and go, play it again. Play it again. All right, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, if you want to weigh in today. The big story of the day today, though, is this case, and the big story is brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria, venariadental.com. We're coming right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Well, now you can murder somebody because you got high. Uh, as um, BroClem66 said, if one hit a pot can induce psychosis, and I don't know how many hits of the bong she had, but I think it was more than one, but I understand the point, though. How can California let it be legal? It's more dangerous than an assault rifle. It's an excellent point. I mean, when you think about the fact that marijuana psychosis is a recognized thing in California. And so the question then becomes, is it is it not then a a murder weapon, potentially? California hates guns. I mean, they hate guns. They hate guns. But pot, they were one of the first states to legalize it. I'm not suggesting it shouldn't be legal. But what I'm saying is under their logic, if one person, if you can save one life, I mean, isn't that what California always says? You know, you ban assault, quote, quote unquote, assault rifles, right? To save one life. I mean, using that logic of the left, well, then, you know, how many lives could you save by banning pot because of marijuana induced cannabis induced psychosis? Again, I'm not suggesting that. What I'm saying is this is where the left, as usual, makes no sense with anything that they ever argue. And that's a great point by BroClam66. Let's see what else now as we do our social media check-in here um, on social media. uh, Ron Paul was right, says the girl was diagnosed with schizophrenia after this happened, which causes the psychosis. True, but that's not what the defense used. They used the cannabis-induced psychosis as the defense, not the fact that she was schizophrenic. So... um, and Sharon Kay says, new movie, Jane Bong, A License to Kill. Uh, that's very, very good. <laughs> sick. You got a sick sense of humor, but. I'd pay to see that. I, I like it. So that could be the fourth movie in my. It'll be like the Zioli Cinematic Universe. You know what I mean? That, that one's very good. That's very good. So we have um, Christy Razor, 
we have Cocaine White House Dogs, Escape from Georgia, Prison Edition, where the Secret Service rescues Donald Trump from jail. We have, uh, and now, Jane Bong, License to Kill. Very good. <laughs> Sick sense of humor. I like it. Don't forget Basic Instincts 3. And, oh, right. And Basic Instinct 3, The Reveal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yuck. Where I kill somebody... <laughs> And then my argument is, would I be dumb enough to kill somebody after smoking pot when I just did a whole segment on killing somebody after smoking pot? Will the flash scene at least be edited out now? You're going to have to watch it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to see it. You're going to have to watch for yourself. I don't know what to tell you. I'll wait till it comes on basic cable. They'll do all the editing for me. Uh, You don't want to get the uh, director's edition, the director's (laughs) cut? By the way, speaking of... um, uh, Terry Hayes' new book, The Year of the Locust, is out. It's going to be it's a great book, and we're going to have a great night together. It's going to be on Tuesday, February 7th, or Wednesday, February 7th, excuse me. The location has changed, however. It's now where, Matt? Where's the event going to be? Uh, uh, Main Point Books. Main Point Books. And In thank Wayne. you, Road Warrior, for bringing that to our attention this morning. We, d- we did know about it, but... Uh, it was only announced, I guess, last night. So Main, Main Point Books, which is in Wayne, PA... And get your tickets by going to 1210WPHD.com. I'll be hosting Terry Hayes next week, or not next week, the week after that, on February 7th. However, though, a week from today is Parks Casino Comedy Night, and I'd love to see you there for that. Another Joe Conklin Comedy Night. And that is going to be on Thursday, Thursday, February 1st. Uh, doors open at 7, the show's at 8. 20 bucks gets you your drink and uh, a ticket to see the comedy show. So enjoy. We'll have a lot of fun together. Park, we got to laugh in these crazy days. We have to. And parkscasino.com slash comedy. You must be 21. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Some other things I wanted to get to today. The show has been flying by. We've been very, very busy. I talked about Peter Navarro earlier. And I'll just say this. I mean, the fact that Peter Navarro was sentenced to four... I mean, think about this now. He got a harsher prison sentence than this woman who killed a guy in California... Too bad Peter Navarro didn't think of the cannabis-induced psychosis defense, but he got four months in jail for defying a congressional subpoena. The same thing Hunter Biden did at first. Hunter Biden defied the congressional subpoena to go to a closed-door deposition. Steve Bannon also got four months in in jail. Uh, However, he's not serving his sentence yet because the case is on appeal. Bannon's argument is, I was doing what I was instructed by the White House lawyers. Anyway, the... I think the Hunter Biden thing is interesting, though, because Hunter Biden has now agreed to testify behind closed doors, but it only happened after I think he was tipped off by the Department of Justice that Navarro was going to get four months. And guys like Hunter Biden don't go to jail. They squeal. They squeal big time. The other thing I wanted to bring to your attention was in Arizona, huge scandal out there. So Carrie Lake ran for governor and she is a uh, excellent candidate. She's beloved by people. And there are a lot of allegations about election impropriety in that race, to say the least. She's now running for the United States Senate. The Republican establishment does not want her to run. And the now uh, former state GOP party leader has resigned, resigned. But he was caught on a bombshell audio trying to bribe Carrie Lake to get out of the race. And, And this guy, Jeff DeWitt is his name. He resigned. He was the Republican state chairman for Arizona, and he wanted her out of the race for U.S. Senate. In a statement, the 51-year-old DeWitt said he opted to step down rather than fight for his position after Lake's team threatened to release a more damaging recording. 
The audio, which was published in March of last year, oh, I'm sorry, it was recorded in March of last year, was published by the Daily Mail on Tuesday. He said, I said things I regret, but I realized when hearing Lake's recording that I was set up. Oh, you were set up. Poor baby. Well, maybe you should use the cardinal rule in life, which is assume every conversation is being recorded and then don't try to bribe people into not running for U.S. Senate. And, and, and he blames her, of course, a classic, you know, victim shaming here. I believe she orchestrated this entire situation to have control over the state party. And it's obvious from the recording that she crafted her performance responses with the knowledge that she was recording it, intending to use this recording later to portray herself as a hero in her own story. But the dude did try to bribe her to get out of the race. And here's the recording of this audio. We have a little bit of it. I mean, it's a it, it's a 10 minute recording i can't play the whole thing on the air obviously but here's a little snippet of this you can get under get an understanding of what he was doing here basically saying to carrie lake name a price name name your price that you want we got people that'll write you right give you the money get you out of the race which is a bribe i mean it's obviously a bribe it's i i think uh, under arizona law it should be considered a crime i'm not a lawyer obviously i'm not licensed in arizona nor in any state <laughs> as we know <laughs> But certainly the spirit of this is certainly bribery, if nothing else. Uh, cut number one. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Uh, this is, this is, this is back east. They, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. Oh no, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So, this conversation never happened. Th- this is crazy though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. Maybe. This is right. Don't, don't go. Do you care though? I'll get myself in trouble. This, if you, if you, if you say no, which is fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. I They're going to try to have me murdered. <laughs> I don't doubt that either. Saints world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, I mean, right? They say the cartel's operating in 50 states right now. Like all 50, you mm-hmm. know? So. So what, what, what's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Let me just tell you what. Let's just say there are people calling around saying, gosh, no, they can't repeat this. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't. Because they say, I got offered to buy out. Yeah. Don't use it. Because then we lose our ability to get things done other, in the future. Here's this, my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not it's about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team. I guess that's it. You know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But just team. You know? But if they're pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? You want me to stay out for two years. <laughs> but, let me tell you what I can offer you. But, um, I said you can do whatever you want. It's a talking head, isn't it? So, the, the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, this is has to stay between us. Is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her to keep her out? And I said, well, what are you willing to do? Like, whatever we need to do. Name your price. 
name your price. And the exact line is just say, is there a number at which Carrie Lake jumps in and says, I can be bought. That's what it's about. And he says, you can take a pause for a couple of years. You can go right back to what you're doing. Like repeatedly said, she wouldn't do it for millions of dollars or billions of dollars. This is not about our money. It's not about money. It's about our country, she said. She also said, I want, she told the justthenews.com, I want corruption rooted out of our government. I don't care if it's on the Democrat side or the Republican side. We are going to root out corruption. The Maricopa County Republican chairman, Craig Berland, said about the audio, if this is in fact true, I'm asking the Arizona Republican chairman, Jeff DeWitt, to resign, which of course he did. The question that I have, though, honestly, is, is you know, did this guy break the law in Arizona? And, and I, don't, I don't know, you know, Arizona law, but it certainly is, if nothing else, sleazy as hell to, to suggest here that for the state party chairman to say to a candidate, What's your price to get out of the race? What's your price? You know, name your name your price. We'll give you cushy jobs. We'll give you cushy corporate jobs. We'll take a break for a couple of years. And there, because the forces at B in the establishment don't think Carrie Lake can win. So that's why they're doing this, obviously. And, and you know, it, it, it's exactly the reason why people like Carrie Lake, because she exposes this kind of crap and the establishment wants to stop her. Whenever the establishment does this game of <coughs> turning around and saying this candidate can't win because they're too conservative or this candidate can't win or that's when people turn around and say, you know, they're why don't you ever say that about the the so-called moderate Republicans that don't win statewide? You know, it's that like they, they if a moderate if a so-called moderate Republican in a state, I don't care any state, pick your state, run statewide and loses. They're, we're told that they, they just, it was close. They need another chance. They need to go again. You know, if it's a conservative, we're told a person is unelectable and they need to get out and that they're a nut and they can't win. And that's what the answer is. The other thing, too, is that Trump was told he couldn't win. And the other thing is that a lot of people sometimes have to run statewide to get their name out there. I mean, I don't think when I'll give you a good example. Let's use let's use the woman who cries. It's my party too, Christine Todd Whitless, the former governor of New Jersey. She was at one point a Somerset County freeholder, which can't say freeholder anymore. It's racist. But she was a Somerset County freeholder in New Jersey, which is a county commissioner. She ran for the United States Senate against Bill Bradley, famous basketball player who was a U.S. senator for New Jersey. And she came really close. It was 1992. She came really close. Uh, I'm sorry, not, was it? Yeah, 92. She came really close. And then she ran for governor in 93 against uh, Jim Florio. And that was the famous Florio Free in 93. Uh, the late uh, Jim Florio. Christy Whitman wasn't told by the party establishment, you ran statewide, you lost, Get get out of here. They said you ran statewide and you could win the second time around. So that's what I mean in terms of the difference, in terms of how those candidates are viewed. And she did run the second time and she won. And she's not the first New Jerseyan to run uh, more than once and win statewide or the first of any state. I mean, this happens all the time. Carrie Lake got her name out there. She came close. A lot of people think there was a tremendous amount of election impropriety that went on. And now she's running for U.S. Senate. 
But it just seems to me like the, the establishment never does this to the so-called moderate candidates. You know what I mean? All right, listen, Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill is a sensational sale happening right now at Cherry Hill Volvo. How about a beautiful S60 courtesy Volvo for less than $29,000? It's an incredible opportunity to experience luxury for less. There are courtesy S60s with less than 5,000 miles on them. They are selling right now for less than $29,000. There are a limited number available, so don't wait on this one. Right now, Cherry Hill Volvo is undergoing a massive renovation to their dealership in order to serve you even better. They are open, they have ample inventory, and they are ready to meet you today. So why not start the year off with the luxury vehicle you deserve, a Volvo from Cherry Hill Volvo. It's a great time to visit with many incredible incentives available. Hurry to Cherry Hill Volvo to get a courtesy S60 Volvo for less than $29,000. It is the most accessible Volvo dealer to Philly and South Jersey, right across the bridge. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team look forward to meeting you. Cherry Hill Volvo is where relationships matter. They're going to take great care of you and make sure whether you drive the S60 courtesy car, which, by the way, I mean, this is an incredible offer, or you want to do one of the SUVs, you will be taken great care of. Certified pre-owned cars, brand new, the, the Care by Volvo lease program, which I'm in, which is a sensational program, for every five months, you're eligible to get a new Volvo. And the S-Class, I should also mention, is made right at their plant in South Carolina. So if buying a vehicle made in America is important to you, get to Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. We broadcast live proudly from the Cherry Hill Volvo studios because they stand with us. And at Cherry Hill Volvo, relationships matter. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.